0: Welcome to Eurodollar University with Jeff Snyder. My name is Emil Kalinowski. What does Chairman Mao, President Xi Jinping, and the Princess Bride have to do with macroeconomics? There's only one man who could answer that, and that is Jeff Snyder, the head of global research for Alhambra Investments. Jeff, global growth, you keep using that term. I do not think it means what you think it means.
1: Especially if it's I don't know what the term global growth is in China, but whenever it's applied to the Chinese economy and the Chinese economy's expected or anticipated contribution to global growth, I don't think it means global growth. And it's been that way, as we've been talking about for years. It's been that way for years, even predating the 19th Party Congress almost five years ago in 2017. You can go back to the 18th Party Congress in 2012 and in some of the Associated Plenums in 2013. Where the Chinese started to talk very differently than they had before. And just briefly before it was Deng Xiaoping, who took over, kind of took over from the mess after the Cultural Revolution and Mao Zedong said, look, we gotta we gotta do things differently around here. One of the things we can't do is go back to the cult of personality, the dictatorship that surrounded Mao Zedong. And then later they decided, you know, the other problem with China is that its backwards economy will never support a full communist transition. So especially after the fall of the Soviet Union and the failure of the Eastern Bloc and those communist states, the Chinese said under Deng and his successors, we're going to prioritize growth because we don't really have a choice. And this is a good time to do it. As Emil, you know, globalization, things were happening in China's favor. They took full advantage of it under Deng's versions of socialism with Chinese characteristics, and China absolutely flourished. It kind of threaded the needle between Sort of a quasi-free market capitalist approach, while still maintaining their top-down authoritarian program.
0: Iniego Montoya was the character you was referencing from *The Princess Bride*, a book and movie. And in that movie and book, he's saying, "Well, the one of the characters is saying inconceivable," and Iniego Montoya is saying, "No, it's. I think you've got the wrong. It's, it's happening. We're seeing it. We're observing it right now. And what you're observing." Is not what's in the mainstream financial press, because with the mainstream financial press, they're reading from the old playbook, one that goes back to oh, Keynes, but let's say for China here, 2008, basically, financial crisis insteps China to expand manufacturing and infrastructure spending. Another 2011 European sovereign debt crisis, more infrastructure, more debt, more manufacturing, again, stepping on the pedal, manufacturing infrastructure. Here we are, we're going through, and that's what they did again during COVID. And now here we are again. President Xi Jinping was on the air recently because things don't look so good, and he wanted to reassure people, apparently. And he said in some way that we must strengthen the construction of infrastructure to improve deal capacity, extreme conditions. Bloomberg interpreted this as she calls out for all-out infrastructure push to boost the academy, boost the economy. I haven't had my drambuie yet this morning. Jeff, I always like to have a little bit of a fruit cocktail. Old playbook of stimulus via public spending being used. But, but they keep saying old playbook infrastructure that I don't think they know that what that term means. That's not the case here.
1: Yeah, they translated Xi's Chinese into Keynesian, mm. which, I mean, everybody, in the, the Western economists, Western central bankers, politicians, I mean, build back better, infrastructure spending. It all sounded really familiar, really sounded very comforting. It, found, it sounded like, yeah, this is what the Chinese should do because that's what we all do, right? When we run into economic difficulties, the government steps in, spends a bunch of money, things go back to normal, everybody's happy, except for some other you know fringe people we don't care about. And so, as you said, Emil, the Chinese economy is looking really pretty, what's the right word here? Um, Ghastly. Atrocious, awful, horrible, horrendous. Why? why? Is that just your opinion, Jeff? Why? I don't think so. I think it's mean, pretty widely. You look at the data and it's, Which it's data? concerned. I mean, look, they're shutting down entire cities over the coronavirus, especially the Omicron variant that isn't very serious and only a few people actually are getting. And... It's causing all sorts of economic setbacks, including some really serious, seriously awful economic numbers, sentiment numbers, and everything else. And so the government even making this announcement over infrastructure is sort of an acknowledgement of the fact that, hey, last year we were pretty much ready to let the economy go where it was. Now we're getting a little worried about everything. So the fact that she even had a speech last week where he mentioned infrastructure, where he mentioned helping industries that are harmed by his dictatorial shutdowns of entire cities is an acknowledgement that things are not going well over there.
0: On the 2nd of May at the Alhambra Investments blog, year 2022, you posted a uh, an article, a post called Synchronized Manufacturing, hopefully not Mao. And in there, you've got charts showing the Chinese PMI. That's what I was trying to get you to say that those non manufacturing <laughs> new orders, it. new export orders, they're all ghastly. And as you include the Chinese yuan as well, it's also ghastly. That's kind of the big
1: one, right? Now that we're seeing the yuan sort of fall in line with the rest of euro dollar number five, it's it's down again today. It's really getting, again, as the our, the point we're making
0: here is the Chinese economy is, is is reaching a really serious, crucial juncture here. Here's the key, ladies and gentlemen as ugly as the yuan looks right now relative to the us dollar there is something even uglier in this article regarding where the infrastructure is being spent and it is being spent on national security related infrastructure bloomberg doesn't just kind of blows right over that but this other article you point out has a it's a little bit more honest china's big new infrastructure plan prioritizes national security in face of extreme conditions at home and abroad, national security is front and center in China's vast new economy-boosting infrastructure investment plan that analysts say is motivated in large part by a rapid and so on and so on.
1: Jeff, isn't that a oxymoron?
0: Then, than free National ways. security yeah. is a stimulus now? Hmm. Since
1: when? I mean, that, I, but you're right. I mean this is the message that kind of went over the head of everybody in the Western media because everybody in the Western media went gaga over the fact that there's lots of government stimulus on the way. And so this is gonna be aw- awesome because Chinese are going to, they're going back to their old Keynesian roots, their Deng socialism with, with the Deng version of socialism Chinese characteristics. And that, that's not what she said. That's not what he said at all. He said, look, we're gonna help industries that are suffering from my dictatorial shutdowns of cities But this massive new infrastructure spending, which is coincidentally timed with Russia's misadventures in Ukraine and everything else, is going to be focused on national security, using artificial intelligence for stimulus purposes or probably more big brother nefarious purposes, using computers, social media control, things like that. That's not that's not stimulus. That's Xi saying we need to clamp down even harder than we already are because we don't want to have any sort of dissent on political or economic terms. That's it from me, Jeff. Any final thoughts? I think the final thought, you know, the other thing is that uh, as we've been saying since the nineteenth party congress, China's move toward this more authoritarian type system—they've been doing it out in the open. This is not something they've hidden. They've been very upfront about, it. and even as I raised in the article. The guy who's making this infrastructure about national security is quite purposefully now over the last you know year or so dressing up in his own Mao Zedong suit. He goes outside as if he is Chairman Mao, and we're not supposed to we're not supposed to recognize what's going on here. We're supposed to believe that they're still within the brotherhood of Western free market capitalist nations or even quasi capitalist. No, these people are being very honest about both what they're doing and why they're doing it. They're doing it because, first of all, the economy has said, we can't support this dang transition or this dang version of socialism with Chinese characteristics anymore. So the Chinese are simply reverting to their original
0: type. Jeff, no doubt people are going to complain that now we're commenting on fashion. Where do we get off? Well, (laughs) exactly. One of the... (laughs) best known indicators of whether or not fashion trends are a sign of something troubling is the currency market. And I'm looking at the USD CNY right now. And Jeff, it has not slowed down. It did a little bit of a pause. And today, the 6th of May, it is still racing away. So I think the rest of the market also says that's a bad fashion choice. It doesn't sound very positive for the future. Thanks, Jeff.